Welcome to Integrative Nurse Coaches in Action, the podcast where nurses, healthcare professionals, and consumers come to hear from inspirational nurse leaders in health and wellness coaching. We cover the latest innovations, ideas, and breakthroughs from nurses who are shifting the paradigm of disease care to healthcare through the art and science of integrative nurse coaching. Welcome to season three of the Integrative Nurse Coaches in Action podcast. I am thrilled to be back with you for another season. <laughs> Sharing the incredible stories of passion, love, healing from integrative nurse coaches from around the world is a dream of mine. And here we are on our way to season number three. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for following along with these stories of inspiration. Thank you also for rating us with five stars, and we love reading your supportive comments, so please keep them coming. To kick off season three, I am interviewed by my dear friend and fellow integrative nurse coach, Holly Kapuzinski. There's no one else who could have created such a safe and loving space for me to share my story. Here we go. What is a holistic nurse? What differentiates a nurse who practices holistically? And why is becoming a holistic nurse and integrative nurse coach bring healing to individuals, groups, communities, and the world? Today, Nicole Vienno sheds light on some of the key threads of holistic nursing and nurse coaching. The American Holistic Nurses Association defines holistic nursing as all nursing practice that has healing the whole person as its goal. Holistic nursing care is person and relationship centered, healing rather than disease and cure oriented. Philosophically, holistic nursing is a worldview, a way of being in the world, not merely the use of modalities and treatments. I would like to share this wonderful interview with you and ask you whether or not you have ever hidden yourself and who you are. Have you ever tried to make everyone happy or be perfect at what you're doing? Have you blocked parts of yourself to protect yourself? And what happens when you shift from surviving to opening your heart to the possibilities? I think all of these questions and the amazing answers can be found in this interview. It is with great pleasure that I offer to you this interview with Nicole Vienno. Nicole Vienno is an entrepreneur, owner of Blue Monarch Health, PLLC. She's been a nurse for over 20 years, a fitness expert for over 30 years. Her accomplishments include the following, but are not limited by them. Advanced clinical nutrition training from the Institute of Functional Medicine. Menopause fitness specialist, functional aging expert, brain health specialist. She is a board certified integrative nurse coach, having gone through cohort number four. She is lecture faculty for the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy. She's a yoga instructor, recently has become an author of a chapter out of a nursing book, an educator. She is devoted to well-being, to the well-being of others and herself. She's an influencer and recently has been selected as a finalist to be mentioned in the um, Healthy Nurse, Healthy Nation. She's also a phenomenal wife, friend, mom to Moosey and Bumpy, two of my favorite cats in the whole world. So Holly, you created your own bio for me. I did. <laughs> I love this. I did. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you for creating my own bio. It's better than what I could ever write. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it's also true. <laughs> it's true, most of it. <laughs> Especially the last little bits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the phenomenal wife and mom and, you know, friend and mother to two beautiful cats. <laughs> yes. Welcome to the Integrative Nurse Coaches in Action podcast. I'm Holly Kapuzinski. I'm a board-certified integrative nurse coach, as well as being a pediatric nurse practitioner. Today, I am honored and privileged to have the time and the ability to interview one of the most influential nurse coaches currently. And she is a friend and somebody that I have enjoyed working with over the past five years. And it is with great joy and pleasure that I welcome Nicole Vienno. Holly, I am so happy to be here with you. We have been friends for many years. And prior to the call, we were saying, man, we've only been friends for five years. How could it be that we're only friends for five years? Because it feels like we have been friends for a very, very long time. And I feel very blessed. I am excited to be on this interview with you and to have you as a dear friend interview me. Well, it's it's pretty much a dream come true, Nicole. I have been wanting you to be on the podcast for quite some time. And then to have the bonus of being able to be the person to interview you and spend time is truly a dream for me. So, you know, even though we've been friends for five years and it feels like a lot longer, I really want to spend time today really getting to know you a little bit more about how you're traveling through nurse coaching and this journey and to be able to share with listeners all the exciting things that are happening for you and in nurse coaching right now. So, you know, you always start this podcast by taking a moment just to be quiet and to get centered. And I would like to just offer that to the listeners just to take those three deep breaths. One, two, Three, let's get started. So you always ask everybody who comes to the interview to share a little bit about what has brought them to nursing. And I know that as people have been listening to the podcast over the last couple of seasons, you have periodically shared little bits and pieces of your story, but I just wonder if you would just take a little time today just to share, you know, really how nursing has come into your life and how it's traveled with you as you've gone through the years. Through this podcast, I've asked that question 45 times. And there was once a time that I told the story of how I got into nursing was simply because I was in university, I thought I wanted to be a biologist. And what I discovered through taking biology classes, because we were doing so many experiments with fruit flies, I discovered, man, I don't think I really want to do experiments on creatures and do that kind of work. I think I would rather be with people. And so my sister at the time, she was going through nursing school and I thought, well, I should be a nurse too. And that was kind of the story that I was telling. And then I had the pleasure of interviewing Shakira Franklin. I will definitely put Shakira Franklin's podcast in the show notes because something she said in her explanation of why she became a nurse had me go deeper into my heart and discover why I ended up becoming a nurse. I say ended up becoming a nurse, why I chose to become a nurse, because it was definitely a choice for me. When I was a little girl, I played the violin and I played for many, many years. 
when I was first learning, I was horrible. <laughs> you can imagine sounds of cats screeching and learning how to play the violin. And I practiced and practiced and practiced because music really spoke to me even as a young girl, and it still does today. I love to play the violin. I learned to pick it up very quickly. I became very connected to my, my violin and its expression. More than a few times, I had family members who were ill and they ended up in the hospital. And my mom always suggested that I would bring my violin and play it at the bedside. And I always thought that was weird. <laughs> you know, mom, why are you making me play the violin? When I was at the bedside and playing violin to, I can remember my auntie Rita, she loved that I would share this gift with her. And I would play in empty hallways, right? The hallways were empty or the hubbub of nursing was going on and the patients were hearing me play. And <laughs> every time one of the nurses would come in and they would say, oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for bringing your violin and playing. And um, I never really connected with that story until I was talking with Shakira and on this podcast, which the podcast has been such a gift for, for me. And I'm not sure why I'm crying, why I'm getting teared up, um, but it's okay. I've just really enjoyed doing the podcast and getting to know my fellow nurse coaches so much better and being privileged enough to share this gift with so many people who listen to our podcast. So as a little girl, who was playing violin in the hospital <laughs> for all of my relatives who ended up being ill, having illness. Some of them passed. Most of them have passed now. It was a an eye-opening experience for me to now look back and see that I was a holistic nurse as a little girl. And that connection now moving myself forward as many years in critical care and never having connected with that before until the past few months and realizing, you know, I never called myself holistic nurse. <laughs> and I found myself the other day at a, at a party when someone asked me, what is it that you do? And I said, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a holistic nurse. And I've never said that before because I've always been a critical care nurse, but through this journey of nurse coaching, I have uncovered <laughs> a deeper way of being a nurse. I can't help but reflect on what I heard you say, Nicole, and how true it is for so many people who have that disconnection at times within themselves that you're describing, where you present yourself and list yourself as what you do not necessarily who you are. And I think it's beautiful that you're sharing that you came into this richness and understanding of who you are through nurse coaching and through what you've been doing. I also just see so much light coming from what you've been doing to bring. You know, you're always so very aware of the light around people and how you can bring presence to them. And it, it's a beautiful gift. I always think that that's part of why you have a butterfly as your, your logo, because, you know, butterflies just represent so much happiness and light and beauty to the world. Can you share with us a little bit about how you came to be an entrepreneur? Sure. I will just touch back on the butterfly for just a minute. The name of my business is Blue Monarch Health, PLLC. The butterfly signifies a lot of what you just said for me. A butterfly, when we imagine a butterfly, it's floating through the air. It seems like it's not purposeful because it's just floating. And yet 
it has such purpose because it is seeking out the next place to land, to pollinate, to take from the flower and then bring to the next flower or to deposits somewhere. So it has that significance for me. And then in the case of the blue butterfly, which is the largest butterfly, it's the blue morpho. It's from, it's uh, resides in South America and the blue morphos wings, when they open up wide as butterfly wings do to fly, the underside of their wings is blue, bright blue. And then when they stop and they might sit on a branch, their wings come up and the butterfly's wings are brown so that they blend into the nature around them. And for me, that signifies sometimes we as humans are in a position where we want to be, we maybe need to be, or we have to be bright and bold and brilliant. And then there are other times when we need to be camouflaged. We have to come inwards. We need to come into ourselves and be quiet and be unseen. And those are the times uh, for healing and restoration and just coming to, to ourselves. So for me, the butterfly signifies so many things that, that could be and the possibilities within all of us. I really like how you spoke about that and about how sometimes we as people and human beings need to come inward, that we need to reflect and we need to spend some time really just being and allowing whatever it is that's taking place to happen. And then sometimes we need to shine bright. And I I always admire that you are so courageous and open to doing things that may be very, very scary to others or maybe very intimidating. Could you share with us a little bit about some of those experiences? <laughs> sure. I mean, you asked me about becoming an entrepreneur. That in itself was a very scary process and continues to be a scary process uh, because there's one thing to be a nurse who works at a nine to five or works at a three twelve shift a week where you know that you're going to be punching in at a certain time and you're going to be punching out at a certain time and you know that you will receive a certain income from that. You do your job, you get your paycheck. As an entrepreneur, that is up in the air <laughs> because you could be working, 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 and you will not get any money from doing some of that work because you might be planting seeds similar to the butterfly. The butterfly is floating around and you know pollinating and doing its thing, but we don't know what's going to transpire because of that. And I think that's part of what I'm trying to do with what I'm doing as a nurse coach as an entrepreneur, as a nurse who is an entrepreneur, who happens to be so passionate about nurse coaching, is this planting of seeds, this planting of ideas, this conceptualization before something comes to fruition. And that's how I feel. Uh, you know, I got into this nurse coaching stuff back in cohort number four, which for some of us, you don't even know what that is, right? So I've been nurse coaching for over 10 years. I've renewed my board certification twice. So <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this before nurse coaching was a thing. And I have seen so many changes and so much growth in the nurse coaching field. And I am so excited about it because there was a point in time where it's like, uh-oh, talk about butterflies. I'm talking about crickets, <laughs> you know, crickets out there because nobody knew what nurse coaching was or could do or anything. And I was constantly going out, explaining what it is, creating programs. Sometimes nobody showed up. <laughs> Sometimes many people showed up, sometimes a handful, sometimes one. And I still am so, was so passionate back, you know, 10, eight years ago, so passionate about it 
that it didn't matter how many people showed up because I just felt I needed to do it. It was calling to me and I had to pursue how I was being called. And it's funny because now I look back, you mentioned that I am a fitness expert and yes, this is true. I started teaching group fitness when I was 16 years old and I've been teaching group fitness and personal training since then. And I used to be what's called a national presenter for a certain organization. And I would go to places and I would present in ballrooms full of people. So we would have hundreds of people and I would present to those people. And then I decided to retire from that. You know, all, all along the way, of course, I was doing nursing. I was absolutely at the bedside, critical care. And I would have a fun job on the weekends <laughs> where I'd go and do this fitness thing. When I decided to retire and I started to just really dive into more of nurse coaching and putting myself out there, when I say, gosh, I have one person show up, you know, that's a fear so many of us have. Oh, could I create this program? Well, what if no one shows up? Well, I look back and I see I had to go through this journey of figuring out going from you know hundreds of people in a ballroom to nobody showing up for a program. And I had to really do a lot of soul searching and reevaluation, not of my program, but about my attitude about that. And I, what I discovered is, and how I, how I kind of think about programming now is that if, you know, I start a program and 12 people show up, fantastic, right? Yay. Yay me. If I start a program and four people show up, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Four people. If I start a program and one person shows up, I'm still like, yeah, that one person, that one person I could really truly connect with. And then there's this other side that says, what happens if nobody shows up? And what I've discovered is if no one shows up, I become the, yay, (laughs) the one person who showed up in that room is me. And then I can use the time to honor myself and be with myself and use potentially some of the ideas that I may have had for that program or that workshop for myself instead of thinking that I suck or I'll never do that again because nobody showed up or I, I don't, you know, I don't want to put myself out there because it's humiliating to not have anybody show up. Well, yes, it is. And at the same time, there's opportunity in that because you are creating something for yourself potentially as well. So that's one story I have (laughs) about being entrepreneur. (laughs) I hear so much growth in what you're talking about and thinking about some of the people who are just starting out as nurse coaches and they tend to struggle with this idea that it is them, they're a failure, that what they're doing doesn't really matter. And you are expressing this beauty of really sticking to your why. Why am I doing this? Why is this important? How can I benefit from this? What is my real desire here in providing this to other people? And I love just thinking about you being in a ballroom with like hundreds of people. You know, I don't know if anybody knows that Nicole uh, used to also be a bodybuilder. And um, I I just oh love the the variety of things, you know, that have come and, and, and moved through your life. It just speaks so much to your openness to life and to forward movement and, and to learning. I I think that like, even on your website, you talk a little bit about how you're like, not only a lifelong learner, but like, you're always joyous in, in being on the journey. And it's a different way of being to be on the journey and be moving forward. So can, can you share a little bit about how do you deal with those disappointments, not only in your business, but maybe in like your ideas or like what you've tried or 
you know, some of those things that you've already shared and and you do them for yourself, but what are some other things that you've learned to do along the way? I'm a rule follower. So I like to do things protocol, you know, that must be coming from my critical care background. However, I know this far extends back into my youth as well. I was in army cadets when I was a younger girl. I ended up being the commanding officer of my corps. So leadership has always been a piece of my journey. I enjoy being a leader and I also enjoy being a learner. I have been faced with many disappointments in my life. I have been faced with many failures in my life and I have also faced many losses. And I feel that that connects me to the humanness that we all have because each of us has experienced those things. I have planned many things (laughs) that have not come to fruition. I have dreamt of many things that have not come to fruition. I have failed to ask for something that I really wanted many times because I was scared as crap to ask. And I'm not sure why over the last few years, I would have to really sit with this thought that I have right now. I'm not sure why now I have decided that I'm not going to stand at the sidelines anymore and not ask for what it is that I would like. I'm not sure what has happened, but I feel called to stand up for who I am and what it is that I would like to do. And so I've been asking a lot of questions lately. (laughs) We talk about this and I've written a few blogs about this, you know, about letting go about not being the expert, which I have been the expert for many things in my life. And you know what? That's exhausting. It is exhausting to have to know all of the stuff. It is tiring. And so over the past few years, I have just been crafting what it is that I want to do. And, you know, over the past 10 years, I can tell you, I've probably changed my business niche, like completely changed my business niche, 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 however you say that, probably about five to seven times. I'm talking redoing a website. I'm talking recrafting my elevator speech. I'm talking redoing a business plan because it didn't sit right with me. Calling all registered nurses and nurse practitioners. Are you tired of just managing your patients and clients' symptoms and instead want to help them get on a path to true healing? Enter functional medicine, an evidence-based practice that enhances a patient-centered root cause approach to healthcare and healing. And the best part, functional medicine is within the scope of practice for both RNs and NPs. The Integrative Nurse Coach Academy offers a 12-week online functional medicine for nurses program that gives you the practical knowledge and skills needed to integrate functional medicine into your nursing practice right away. Inca's Functional Medicine for Nurses course is offered in educational partnership with the Institute for Functional Medicine. This is the organization that sets the gold standard for all functional medicine education. You'll receive contact hours toward your RN or NP license renewal, access to dozens of valuable resources from IFM, and a complimentary one-year student IFM membership. Most importantly, you'll feel confident in how to identify and address the underlying causes of symptoms in your patients and clients and provide them with lifestyle education to help them get on their path to true healing. Learn more and sign up at inursecoach.com forward slash FM4N. That's inursecoach.com forward slash FM, the number four N. 
We'll see you there. I liked what I was doing. I did like it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have spent so much time doing it. However, it was feeling like I was still just at the surface of where I wanted to be. And in this world of nurse coaching, we will not thrive if we stay at the surface (laughs) because we are asking our clients to go deep. And if I am not a role model of also going deep within myself, then how in the world can I be authentic in asking my clients to do that? I just can't. It didn't sit right with me. And not that I wasn't ever authentic. That's not what I mean. I was just finding that I was peeling back layers, layers of being a perfect little girl and layers of relearning something and layers of doing something because somebody thought I should do it and I didn't want to do it. And layers of being perfect. Perfectionism is definitely a piece of my life. And just peeling those things back. Now, I'll tell you, I am not done peeling. (laughs) I have barely begun peeling. However, there's all this little bits of me that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that about you. You know, I didn't know that. And, oh, you were doing this because you were trying to please someone else and it was not pleasing you. And you're good at that. You are so good at it anyways. How is that? And so over the past few years, I've been like really seeking, what is it that the hell that I want to (laughs) do? And I was like, what is that one thing? And you know what? I can never decide because I don't think that there's just one thing that I am supposed to be doing because I like to be in it all and just enjoying the journey and learning as I go. So that was a very long answer, but I haven't really answered. But the, but the realization is that nurse coaching was the start of me confronting who I really am and not just covering myself up to be a critical care nurse and take all the toughest patients and be the super nurse, right? I had to crash and burn to start to figure out myself because I literally crashed and burned from being a critical care nurse and taking all the sickest patients, doing all of the things, doing everything for everybody else, doing those weekend gigs that I thought were super fun and never addressing my spirituality and never addressing solace, never coming to terms with a lot of things that I was hiding. And all of us are hiding a little bit. So I'm here with you. I'm still hiding in some ways. And at that time, back at the critical care space, I just decided, oh, Nicole, you're starting to become a very crappy nurse. You are apathetic. You don't care about work. You think about work every second when you're not at work. You don't want to go to work. (laughs) You're frustrated at work. In fact, you're a biatch at work some days which is totally not my personality. I like to be filled with joy. I prefer that. And I chose to quit my job as a critical care nurse. And I took a job at the local YMCA and I became a health and wellness director. And I thought that was what I wanted to do because I had all this fitness stuff in my life. And what I discovered through that was that I, I couldn't leave nursing. That little girl who was playing the violin, (laughs) who is a healer (laughs) in some capacity, could not be at the YMCA. And so I started just reading online. What could I do? What could I do in nursing that wouldn't involve me potentially being at the bedside so much? Even though I loved it, I did love being at the bedside. And I came across an article written by Dr. Barbie Dossie. And of course, Dr. Barbie Dossie is the co-founder of the Integrative Nurse Coach Academy, International Nurse Coach Association, who is a light in nursing, holistic nursing. And yet she was a critical care nurse too. (laughs) And of course, we've had Dr. Barbara Dossie on this podcast twice, which I will definitely put in the show notes. So you can go back to listen to Barbie Dossie because every moment 
every word. You will be on the edge of your seat just listening to her wisdom. But Barbie Dossi had written an article about nurse coaching, and I sat at my computer and I cried because it spoke to me so much. That must have been maybe cohort one at the time. It wasn't even a thing. It was a thing. It was in conceptual. It was the beginning. And all I could see was the possibility. So I went to my husband. I'm like, bubs, this is the thing I want to do. <laughs> it's going to cost money. I got to go to New York City. I got to pay for a hotel. I got to pay for this course. I don't know if we can afford it. And he's like, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you want to do. Do it. So off I went, took a flight to New York City, critical care nurse in my back pocket, show up at the place. And everybody was a little woohoo to me, critical care nurse here. <laughs> but it was okay. You know, I was like, oh, these people are nice. Let's all sit down. We're going to start the day. And we start with a meditation. And <laughs> Friends, I swear, especially to myself, and I just said to myself as we were breathing, what the F is this? I did not F and sign up for this. I came here to learn nurse coaching. Teach me the coaching. Teach me the coaching. I want to learn the coaching through the whole meditation and through the rest of the day. That was my attitude. And I went back to my hotel room that night and I thought, I'm not going back. I'm not going back tomorrow. I don't care that I've spent all this money. I don't care that I cried at my computer. I don't care about the possibilities because I just don't care. I'm not, I don't fit in here. This is not my thing. And all of the story of me, blah, blah, blahing. <laughs> right? And I woke up in the middle of the night and I said, what in the world are you doing? You paid all this money. You came here because you thought that you wanted to be a nurse coach. You're going to go tomorrow. You're going to get your money's worth. And of course, I know you can hear me saying all this in my bed laying there. <laughs> so I woke up that morning. I was ready to go. I jump out of bed. I get to the class and Barbie Dossie says, who would like to volunteer to be coached? And I was the first person to raise my hand. I am going to get my money's worth. So I go to the front of the room. There are probably about 30 people in the class, and I am sitting across from Dr. Barbara Dossie. Barbie Dossie is, I'm going to say for lack of a better word, an enigma. <laughs> she is such a beautiful soul, so open, so trusting, so I just cannot even think of the words to say. She sat across from me, and she saw she saw me. She listened to me. I never had anybody listen to me like that. I didn't even know there was anybody else in the room. And she asked me questions that allowed me to open up my heart and be with her. And she was with me. And that to me is the beginning of when I started to shift. And just to start to be open to allow myself to be a little vulnerable like I am right now. And to open my heart. And to not always have to have the answer. And to let go, let go of perfectionism and let go of being the expert and, and just allowing what is to come to the surface. There's so many ahas in that, Nicole, that I don't really feel like I need to ask you any questions or, or even just reflect on that. What? I think is at the heart of that though, is just that aha, the, that being seen and being heard and being given permission and allowed to be who you are. 
is at the heart of what nurse coaches do. And I would like it if you would just share a little bit about what you're doing in Tucson right now (laughs) and offering that and to other nurses who are feeling that same way (sighs) and they're not sure where to go. Yes. I am so excited would not be the right word. (laughs) Being burned out, feeling burned out and not even knowing I was burned out at the time. I didn't have a clue. I just know what it feels like. And I started my healing 11 years ago from burnout. And I've been practicing so many different things that speak to me, like mindfulness, gratitude, finding joy in the little things, connecting with others, and restoring myself. I went to this conference. I was a, I will call myself a secondary keynote speaker <laughs> because I wasn't the official keynote speaker, but I still got to speak to the whole audience. It was here in Tucson, Arizona. It's called the Tucson Nurses Week Foundation. And what we do every year, I'm on their board this coming year. What we do every year is we honor 50 nurses in our community. We honor five LPNs. And we honor one pediatric nurse and one inspirational mentor. And they're all in the nursing community. And we have a conference and we have the special gala, which is a whole celebration of those 50, uh, 50, well, it'd be 55, six, seven honorees. And it is fabulous. And it's just a wonderful event. So at the conference, they invited me to be a speaker. I just moved back to the city of Tucson and I was like, heck yeah, I want to speak. And I remember Holly, you and I, I was telling you about what I was going to speak about. And we had a great conversation about emotional burden. Emotional burden is where we hide our emotion because we are trying to be professional. (laughs) Okay. Listeners, raise your hands if you've ever done that. Holly's got her hand up. I've got my hand up, right? Okay. We're hiding our emotions all the time. I know for myself, and as you listen, you can think for yourself on this, but for myself, I know in nursing school, I was pretty much told, do not share emotion. And I I think back to many situations I've had along my career where it was poo-pooed. Do not share emotion. Do not show how you feel you know, turn that frown upside down. We've got to have our patient satisfaction scores up, yada, yada. When we hide our emotions, we actually become disconnected to them, right? We don't even know how to feel half of the time because we're trying to hide it all the time. So if we get angry, we're not supposed to show that we're angry. If we are sad, we're not supposed to show we're sad. So instead we'll just, you know, be flat or we'll be, or we'll be, um, you know, just kind of in the neutral space, I suppose. And what happens with that? Well, you, you don't show any emotion. You become disconnected to it. You also then become disconnected to who you are because you are an emotional being. And so when you're disconnected to yourself, you become inauthentic and then you start questioning yourself and then you start questioning what you're doing and you're lost your emotions and now you don't have purpose and now you go down the rabbit hole of becoming burned out. So that was pretty much my, my conference topic was how do you get out of that, right? How do you get out of that? This is what it is. What can we do about it? So I was at the conference. I was prepared for the beach. And um, prior to that, a few, few months before that, I have a dear friend. She at the time was 70 years old. She called me up to tell me that she had a glioblastoma. It wasn't looking good. Tony was a dear friend of mine for a very short time but she is one of the women in my life who inspired me the most. She was 70 years old. She had never done any kind of exercise in her life. And I met her at a kitty yoga class I was teaching and I invited her to come and take a class with me. And it was for active aging adults. She came. I was so surprised. Oh my gosh, she came to the class and she loved it so much that she never ever 
stopped coming. (laughs) She would come every single time. And then she discovered yoga with me. She had never been outside of her home in bare feet before. She had always worn heels. And the reason why I'm telling you all this is just so you get a picture of Tony, because anything that I did, she was my cheerleader. She thought it was the most incredible idea. And how could she support me? And it was amazing to have somebody on your side like that. And she was just full of love and light. And I now know she was just grateful for me and I was grateful for her. So that being said, she told me that she had the glioblastoma and I just felt called. I had moved across the country. I felt called. I need to go sit with her. I need to be at her bedside. So I did. I sat with her for five days. She was in hospice. She couldn't talk much anymore. She had left-sided hemiparesis. She was bedridden. And when I talked to her on the phone, uh, it was a few weeks before I even went, she said, Nicole, the only thing I really want you to do is please help me write thank you notes to every single nurse that I've come into contact with. She says, I don't remember their names and because duh, I have a brain tumor. (laughs) She had a great sense of humor. But maybe you could still help me write the notes and you could send them for me. And I said, absolutely. I went out and I got cards that I think she would love and special pens and just brought an assortment of goodies. And and so we wrote thank you notes. She didn't even know who they were going to be sent to. Um, but through our conversations, I knew kind of where she was. And I remember she, her saying, I don't know, this is a long story, but it just gives you how much love I have for this woman. She said to me before she couldn't talk anymore. Man, they think I'm a bitch. (laughs) Because she was trying to speak her mind and be an advocate for herself. And so when it came to that hospital, I said, remember you said that you thought you thought they think you were a biatch. And she's like, oh yeah. She gave me the thumbs up. I said, so this is what I think we should write. Thank you for having so much patience with me. (laughs) And she would give me a thumbs up. (laughs) And so I'd write the notes and then I'd take her hand with the pen and then I would just squiggle, you know, we'd, we'd write her signature at the bottom. I sent them off in the mail, in the snail mail. So now we're back at the conference I'm getting ready to go on and talk about emotional burden. And before that, the keynote speaker gets on and he says to the whole audience of 250 people or so, Hey, what are your organizations doing to support you and your well being? And I was at the front seat because I'm a nerd. I like to learn, but I just turned around and I was l- waiting with a bated breath. What are the nurses going to share? that their organizations are doing to support them. And I want to know, and there were crickets, Holly. There was nobody, nobody said anything. And then one person said, oh, uh, my organization is sending out a survey to see what we want. And I was like, well, that sucks. You know, here I am in this new city and they're not doing anything to help nurses. Huh? So then I'm ready, almost ready to go on to do my presentation and I get a phone call and the phone call is Tony's daughter telling me that Tony had transitioned into heaven. So talk about surface. I still had to get up there and do this presentation. I didn't have to, right? I didn't have to. I could have made that choice. I made the choice to say, okay, yes, I've made this commitment. I'm going to say my, I'm going to give my presentation. And halfway through the presentation, I just had to spill the beans and say, I am doing what I'm talking about right now. This is emotional burden. My dearest friend passed away an hour ago. And here I am up here with this front of being a professional. So then all of that said and done, 
Few months go by and I just can't get this out of my mind. Why are the organizations not helping nurses? They are primed to be able to assist and help in some capacity. And maybe nurses have these resources, but they just can't see them because they're in the weeds. Or maybe they're not the right resources. And all of this thoughts and thoughts and thoughts of what are you going to do about this, Nicole? I am really now through all of this process of holistic nursing finding the small pieces that are joyful and recognizing and seeing things that are there and never really noticing them. Like now I see things around me. So everywhere I went, I would see something. And one of the posters, and I actually bought it (laughs) because it said, create the things you wish existed. I have this, I'm going to be bringing it to my new place Because I decided from this, all of this journey, that I would be the one to open a brick and mortar, a facility, a space, a place, safety (laughs) for nurses to come. So nurses can come to the restoration room and they can be involved with each other as a community to come together for group coaching, group programming, healing circles, sound healing, Reiki, massage therapy, aromatherapy, healing from trauma, transformational breathing, somatic therapy, all of these tools that we have that we can help nurses unravel this suffering and sorrow that we experience on a daily basis. And yes, there's joy there too some days. The sorrow, the suffering, the hurt, the anger, the fear, all of those energies need to be moved out. And we could do that at the restoration room. We could do that with each other, this connection with each other and coming together and being in a safe space with each other. This is what I have envisioned. I just put it, my LLC is almost my P LLC. I am doing a professional LLC because nurses are professionals. I've chosen to go that route um, as a professional organization. (laughs) Now I will say I had a battle with that in Texas, right? I had to fight to be a P LLC in the state of Texas as a nurse because they felt nurses were not professionals. So I went back to them numerous times to say, yes, we are professionals and I want this designation because I want to be seen on the same playing field as a lawyer, as a dentist, as a chiropractor, as a doctor. I am on the same level playing field as them as a PLLC and I obtained that. (laughs) So I'm doing that here in the state of Arizona as well. And so I'm in the, not in the beginning stages of a restoration room because I'm just you know, my logo is here. My website is built. You can go to restorationroom.org to find out a little bit more about what I'm doing there. It's not open yet, but it is coming to be open. I'm excited about it. And I will be um, sharing more of that as we go on. So this is where I think nurse coaching comes in, of course, to help with all of these pieces, because within my community of Tucson, I have met 10 nurse coaches here who are looking for a place to practice, who want to be able to share their skills. And that is what restoration room, another piece of restoration room is. Come share your gifts with our nurses, whether you're a nurse coach or not, you have gifts to bring to fellow nurses. And how can we showcase those gifts and share them with each other so that we can support each other in the way that we want to be supported. And when we begin healing, and peel back the layers, we start to show up at work different. We start to show up and show our organizations how we wish to be treated and how we deserve to be treated because we'll learn how to set our boundaries. We'll learn to speak up. We'll learn to address things in our environments that we can address in a proactive way. And when we come together as nurses, we create courage through vulnerability to be able to do that, to stand up for ourselves and to achieve what it is that we want, to ask 
to make the ask (laughs) and not be so fearful about the no. And think of the no as the next opportunity sometimes, because maybe it is time to move on to something different, or maybe it's not right. And only you will know this. You will know the answer to that, but to think deep and to, to go deep and, uh, be unafraid of being vulnerable, be unafraid to ask the questions. Well, I couldn't help but think about how you were talking and in your story, starting, you know, with Tony and starting with you, how you were creating this environment, not only for Tony, but for yourself. You know, we talk about nurse coaching being a co-creation and sometimes, you know, we don't recognize or understand what that looks like. And you were co-creating this environment with her, mutually sharing yourselves with one another and your gifts with one another and walking that road, even though it was the end of her life here on the earth. And then she showed up again at another opportune time Mm -hmm. to remind you perhaps to be yourself, that you were important just for being you. And then you gave that to all the other people in that room. And now you're offering that in this beautiful brick and mortar, as you would say, opportunity to be that environment for all the people who may come in contact with it. Not just the nurses, but the nurse coaches. And then that even extends, Nicole, into the global Everything that is happening will resonate out into the community and then they will resonate out into their communities. So we really do make a difference at so many different levels. We do. I hadn't thought about that the way you just put that, Holly, that Tony showed up again. (laughs) She showed up for me again at that opportune time and that, that her energy is part of this too. And the energy of, of all of us and the vibration of all of us. And I think of butterfly wings, <laughs> you know, just that little flip moves the air just a touch. And that vibration just reverberates and gets bigger and bigger. Absolutely right. We never know what small action that we take creates a tidal wave somewhere else. Well, I would like to just ask you, what's on your heart? What's on your heart after we've had this time together to share with those who may be just wondering where they're to go next or how to even get to the next place where they need to be? How can you offer words to them? Sometimes you have to stop doing and be with yourself in all your messiness in all of the back talk that's going through your brain in order for you to figure out what is really calling to you. And sometimes that is scary as heck to just stop doing all of the stuff you need to do and have to do. And we can use the busyness as a, as a way to veer away from ourselves. And I think being with yourself then connects to your true intention for being. And when you can connect to your true intention, your North Star, your values, your way that you want to show up, that will drive your purpose because you can't do anything without connecting to yourself. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel true. It feels plastic. And where I would love everyone to be able to live in every day is to feel real and tangible and feel love and feel self love, self-compassion, place your hand on your heart and take a few breaths and not just a, (gasps) but really a few breaths 
and be with yourself. Yes, being in the unknown, (laughs) stopping the doing and just be reflecting on you, setting that intention, that genuine intention that comes from your heart. You are such a wonderful voice for that, Nicole. Thank you for sharing your your inner wisdom, your struggles, your vulnerabilities, your love that you have for nursing and for nurse coaching. I, I treasure every moment I get to have with you and I always enjoy our conversations. Mm. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Holly. There is no other person I would have wanted to spend time with for this interview. So I'm so thankful for you. (laughs) I'm thankful for all our listeners. Thank you for the past two seasons and welcome to the third season. We want to tell nurse coaching stories. So please keep in touch. Send us some comments. Send us some reviews. And if you would love to be a guest, you could always find me. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much, Holly. Take care, Nicole. Thank you so much for your generous time and support of our inspiring Integrative Nurse Coaches in Action. Please share this episode with a colleague, leave us a five-star review, and follow us on social media. We look forward to keeping in touch with you. Remember to breathe and to rest.